0: You're listening to a
1: Sharesies podcast. Tēnā tātou It's Thursday the 10th of March. This is Recap brought to you by Sharesies. Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create financial empowerment for everyone. And here's the financial disclaimer. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with.
0: Any information we provide is general only and current at the time.
1: If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider.
0: Hey, Crystal. Hey, how are you?
1: Good, thank you. How's your day been?
0: Yeah, it's been a really cool day, actually. We had our first episode of Shared Lunch, our new webinar today, um, and Mike Fuge from Contact was on and being interviewed by uh, Francis Cook from Business Desk. So it was a great first episode and we had some awesome questions.
1: And those are being run every Thursday lunchtime, aren't they?
0: Yeah, at 12.15 every Thursday. And if you can't make it, you can also catch up. Uh, We pop it up on YouTube and it's also available as a podcast every Thursday.
1: Crystal, thanks for joining me on Recap uh, today. I thought I'd just kick us off with a quick look at the latest on what markets have been doing.
0: Absolutely. What's been happening?
1: But over the past couple of days, uh, you know, as you and Jose have talked about on recap, um, rising oil and other commodity prices, sort of as a result of the conflict uh, between Russia and Ukraine, have dragged share markets lower. Well, over the past twenty-four hours, as a slightly pleasant change for investors, global share markets have slightly rebounded. So, what happened? Well, oil prices slid a bit overnight, and in the US, the Nasdaq Composite closed up 3.6% on Wednesday, while the S&P 500 closed up 2.5%. Meanwhile, here in New Zealand, at the time of recording, uh, the NZX 50 is sitting 1.5% higher today, and the ASX 200 in Australia is up 1.4%. Headlining news from the U.S. today, Google announced a multi-billion-dollar acquisition. The tech company announced it signed an agreement with uh, to buy cybersecurity company Mandiant in a deal worth 5.4 billion U.S. dollars. Now, provided the deal gets approved by regulators, it would be Google's second-largest deal to date. So, tell me more about Mandiant. Yeah, this company's been around since 2004, and as mentioned, it deals in the cybersecurity space. Now, Mandian is also a publicly listed company, um, it's listed on the Nasdaq Exchange.
0: And why does
1: Google want to add Mandiant
0: to its portfolio?
1: Well, Google said that this deal would complement Google Cloud's existing strengths in cybersecurity, and Google Cloud is where Mandiant would slot into Google's company structure. Now, Google already has a number of offerings in this space. So it said that with the addition of Mandian, it would enhance these offerings. Uh, but Google said that this is an opportunity to deliver an end to end security operations suite and also make a profound impact on securing the cloud.
0: I mean, in this day and age, cybersecurity is pretty important, right?
1: Yeah, and as Google put it, organizations today are facing cybersecurity challenges that have accelerated in how often they happen, how severe they are, and also their sophistication, and that makes global cyber security important.
0: And you mentioned earlier that the deal needs to still be approved. How long is that expected to
1: take? Yeah, so this deal needs both regulatory approval as well as shareholder approval from Mandiant. And uh, provided those uh, get approved, Google said the deal is expected to close later this year. <music>
0: So we've spoken a lot about volatile markets and tough economic times ahead on Recap in recent days, but it seems there is a much-needed boost for investors in Australian shares. A record $36.3 billion Australian, sorry, Australian dollars in dividends was declared in the February earnings season just gone. That is 40% higher than the same period last year, according to data compiled by Bell Potter. In fact, this is the richest interim reporting season in Australian corporate history.
1: So when might we see signs of this huge dividend
0: payout? So the wave of cash is due to hit investor bank accounts in the next two months. So $26 billion this month and $10.3 billion in April. In an interview with the Australian Financial Review, Bell Potter suggests Australian institutional investors will be able to use some of the cash to reinvest and potentially take advantage of the US market dip again um, if the US market dips again to the lows experienced in January. The AFR also says that analysts are picking that a large portion of this payout will end up being reinvested in shares.
1: And what sorts of payout should investors expect and which companies are paying well?
0: So analysts said generally dividends declared were stronger than expected and this was helped by a solid reporting season and the market has been expecting to see more of an impact from inflation and supply chain issues on margins. Uh, in particular, record commodity prices meant four of the top five dividend-paying companies are from the resources sector. These include BHP, with a record interim dividend of US $1.50, amounting to $10.5 billion of fully franked returns. Fortescue re- Rio Tinto and Woodside Petroleum were next in line, and Commonwealth Bank was the only non-materials company um, in the top five, coming in at second place with its $1.75 a share interim dividend that resulted in a three billion payout. Uh,
1: so there's a state of play for the half-year dividend payouts. Remind us, Crystal, of what the full year looks like. Yeah,
0: so the strong start to 2022 continues the historic full year earnings season we saw back in August. Uh, This was when the ASX listed companies paid a record 38 billion worth of dividends to Australian shareholders in September and October.
1: Earlier today, I caught up with Mark Peterson, who was the CEO of NZX Limited. Now, you're probably familiar with hearing the term NZX in relation to the New Zealand Stock Exchange, but what you might not realize is that NZX is the company behind it. NZX operates New Zealand's equity, debt, funds, derivatives, and energy markets, as well as owning SmartShares, which is behind the uh, exchange-traded funds, and NZX Wealth Technologies, which is a funds administration platform. Now, quite fittingly, NZX is also a listed public Company uh, and recently released its latest financial results as well as announcing a $44 million capital raise. I started off by asking Mark about NZX's latest results.
2: So, the NZX just recently released its results for the 2021 financial year. And, you know, from an earnings point of view, if you measure us on a like for like basis, our earnings uh, were $35.8 million um so that's an EBITDA number and that's prior to acquisition costs because we did acquire um uh, we we had some transactions through the year that did incur some costs we backed those out 35.8 which is actually slightly above our guidance range uh, that we'd actually announced for um for the 2021 year
1: as Mark explained, NZX likes to look at six key metrics that drive the performance of its business.
2: Those are, you know, the capital listed and raised number, and we had a really strong year, uh, just under twenty billion last year, which is, which is really quite pleasing. Our value traded was really strong last year. We did fifty-two point four billion, which was very close to um, the number that we did in the in the very busy twenty twenty year, where um, that COVID created all that volatility. So again, very pleased with that number. Our data and insights revenue uh, was up uh, 8.1% and that that continues a a nice steady track of of growth in that area. Our smart shares business got to 6.5 billion so that's up 28.8% and that did include uh, about a billion dollars worth of net new cash coming into that business. Um, and that also that and in that inside that billion dollars was about three hundred and eighty five million dollars worth of um, KiwiSaver default money uh, as the government sort of readjusted its default providers, uh, and then our wealth tech business, uh, that's growing nicely. So we've got just um, around about eleven billion dollars uh, under administration there. That grew fifty three point two percent last year. The the one blemish in our um, in our business in, in one of those metrics that we had was our dairy derivatives business uh, that. Uh, we did about three hundred five thousand lots. That was down on our forecasts that um, that we'd projected us to do about four hundred to five hundred thousand lots, and the reason for that is you know COVID gets uh, makes it really difficult to market um, our market around the world. Uh, you just can't travel, uh, and the other thing too is underlying dairy prices.
1: Next, I asked Mark about NZX's capital raise and what it plans to do with that money.
2: You know, two two key things really. The first one is we bought. Um, A book of business off off ASB. It's a superannuation Master Trust book of business. It's about $1.8 billion worth of of funds. um, That uh, are the investment proceeds, if you like, of of a range of superannuation schemes for various institutions. Um, So we bought that off ASB for $25 million and um, we've settled that transaction now and uh, you know, now we're into the process of integrating it. Um, so effectively that grows scale in our smart shares business. So part of the $44 million that we're going to raise is to pay for that. But in addition to that, uh, we are also acquiring a 33% share of GDT, uh, which speaks to the dairy um, side of the business uh, that I very quickly mentioned before. But GDT is the physical auction platform for whole milk powder, skim milk powder, Uh, anhydrous milk fat and butter Um, but that provides the physical prices for our dairy derivatives business uh, to uh, to settle against and so the two are very interconnected Um, Fonterra were looking for more independence around that GDT business Uh, we all think alongside Fonterra and uh, the European Energy Exchange which is the other 33% owner that there is more um, uh, volume that can be done on GDT through more suppliers onto the platform or more frequency of auctions. So we think there's a really good growth opportunity there. Um, and also what it means is that you know, you're sitting at the table and, and influencing I guess the strategy and the direction of that business which is so important to our dairy derivatives business. So um, we're buying a 33% stake in GDT, that's for 12.5 million. We're also going to put some working capital in there uh, up front which is just over 3 million. So by the time you have the ASB Master Trust acquisition, what we're doing with GDT, the working capital facility and cover some transaction costs, effectively that's what the $44 million is going to.
1: And NZX is raising that capital through what's called a rights offer. So I asked Mark to explain just what that means.
2: A rights offer or an accelerated rights offer, uh, very quickly it has two components to it. It has an institutional component uh, which is completed. Uh, and then it has a retail component. But effectively what it means is for existing shareholders in NZX, uh, for every nine shares you have, you can get one, you can buy uh, one extra share, and you can purchase that extra share uh, at a 15% discount. So that was for $1.42. Um, but what actually happens, you know, through you know, there's two pieces. There's the institutional piece, which I said is completed, then there's a retail component, which is what we're talking about here. At the end of that retail component, what we do for those folk that Choose not to take up their rights, we effectively auction off those rights that are still available, and uh, that happens on the fifteenth uh, of March. And really, what that means is, is if there are um, rights that haven't been taken up, you don't need to be an existing shareholder. You can be any investor. That if you if you um, you know take a look at the the business and you like what you see, you can you can work through sharesies and and participate in that offer. Um, So it really is, you know, we were thinking very, very um, carefully about making sure we were fair to all shareholders. Uh, but uh, there is an element here for those that don't want to take up their rights that they can be auctioned uh, and then anybody can participate.
1: A huge thanks to Mark Peterson, CEO of NZX for his time and as you may be picked up if you are a Sharesies investor you've probably received an email about what Mark was talking about there.
0: And something that's good to know um, if you're wanting to learn more about how rights offers work uh, we actually have a great blog on the Sharesies website about that.
1: Oh yeah, that's a really good point. Thanks, Crystal. Uh, I'll pop a link to that in the episode description. And that was recap for the 10th of March. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love you to
0: leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Our email is recap at and you can also leave a voice message. There's a link in the episode
1: description. And Recap is also taking a short break while we take a look at all the great feedback from our audience survey and consider if anything needs to change. So keep an eye on our Shezy social media and other channels for when we start back. Matewa, wa. See you later.